I got this song, um, Holding On, with Gregory Porter singing. And uh, we wrote that song around the piano uh, with Gregory and and my friend Jimmy Napes. And um, I we specifically set out to do this idea, which was we were going to write around the most basic chords we could write around. So they're all just triads, pretty much. And then we'd write the melodies over that because we find it so much easier to write melodies over simple chords, right? Everyone does, because you're less constrained in what you can do and so many scales fit over them that you, you can kind of just sing anything over triads, right? And then we take the vocal, get rid of all the chords and write new cool chords under it all. Because then you kind of def you conquer that idea of like, you know, you spend all your time doing the chords and then because they're so complicated, you have to write a shit melody over the top. And that was really cool. I don't know why we don't do that more. Um, because, you know, I ended up with not only with like chords that would have been really difficult to write anything over, but you end up with a vocal melody that's like, I don't know, it's really just unique um, because of the way it was positioned, like in the key. I don't, again, I don't have the vocabulary to describe what's going on there, but you no, know, that's kind of a, a cool piano experiment is to, if you can play chords of your left hand and a melody of the right, write that way and then just forget whatever you're doing with your left hand and start again. That's kind of cool, yeah. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to the Keys Coach podcast. My name's Adam, and this is the podcast where I sit down and chat with piano, keys players, and incredible musicians about their journey in music. Today is such a huge episode for me. We're chatting with the awesome Howard Lawrence. Howard is an amazing songwriter, singer, keys player, and bass player, and he is one half of the amazing duo Disclosure. They are one of the biggest bands in electronic music. They've collaborated with artists like Sam Smith, Kellys, Gregory Porter, The Weeknd, Neo. The list just goes on and on. Their music has been so influential for me over the years. And in this conversation, Howard and I chat about how he got started playing by ear, whether you actually need to know music theory, how you can tweak chords using MIDI, and we also chat about why Howard loves Take Six and we go through some of his go-to albums for incredible backing vocals. We also answer some of your questions that you've been sending in. Don't forget, if you've got a question you'd like me to ask these incredible guests, you can send me a DM on Instagram and you can also email me adam at thekeyscoach.com. Okay, let's dive into it. Here is the conversation I had with the awesome Howard Lawrence. Howard, thanks so much for coming on. Pleasure. It's good to see you. Thanks for having me. I've got to tell you, when I started doing this podcast, there were like three guests that I was like, oh man, I have to get on the podcast if, at some point. And you're, you're one of, you're one <laughs> oh, of no the way. three. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. thank you, man. No, yeah. So it was... Um, Who were the others? Oh, uh, I might have to beat this out. In case. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I will say the others were, um, I'd love to get... That would be amazing, yeah. And I'd really like to get... Um... <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, complete mix of people. Uh, you know what? I was um, I was thinking, and a great guest would be Ruben James. I don't know if you know Ruben. Yeah, I know Ruben really well, actually. Yeah, he's taught me a lot about piano over the years. Um, yeah, he's great, isn't he? I always get in like I try and get in music sessions with him, pretending that we're going to write a song, and then I just trick him into giving me piano lessons. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, <laughs> he's so cool. He's like doing his own. He's completely doing his own thing now, isn't he? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well. I, I met him years ago doing uh. I guess when he was on tour with Sam Smith, he was Sam's pianist for a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then he, he he's worked with loads of people that I know. But um, he's amazing, man. He's he's probably my favorite, to be honest. Yeah, he's he's so wicked. Um, yeah, we were at uni together actually. Um, oh no way! Cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So we know, you know each other through then. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna chat all things keys today, sure. and 
do you, do you categorize yourself as a keys player first of all i guess um i don't know really yeah i just i just say musician right um, okay nice you know like I, I grew up playing uh bass guitar was my first instrument right um and so i think i, I can kind of more comfortably call myself a bass player but like yeah. you know me, me and guy we grew up playing kind of a bit of everything um yeah and for me instruments are just a way of writing you know like I, i've never tried to become good at soloing or um to be an instrumentalist at all really uh, right. just like guitar is so useful and piano is so useful for constructing harmony around a melody yeah um and for me melody and i mean really vocal harmonies are my favorite thing you know yeah it's like where my my soul like lights up when i do vocal harmonies um, you're really into take six right love take six yeah oh, um, so good i mean yeah, yeah yeah just like stunning harmony um and so yeah like you know piano is so good for writing that harmony and then translating it into vocals <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so one of the reasons i wanted to get you on is because i noticed like on your instagram you would just like be sat at a piano just kind of improvising or making up chords and I guess I kind of to ask you just like it's kind of a bit of a deep one to go straight in with but it's like sure. what are you doing there is this something you've written or are you just literally making it up on the spot or you, what, what's kind of um, going on yeah well I mean I think like a lot of pianists um I mean like a lot of songwriters for sure I tend to just sit down and, and jam you know right. just kind of make stuff up um and a habit that I've gotten into in the last few years is just set a camera recording while I do that. And then if something cool comes up, I won't forget it because it's like it's already been oh, recorded. Okay. And sometimes I like I won't, you know, I won't always post that stuff. In fact, usually yeah. I don't post that stuff because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, I could turn this into a song that I might release. And so I probably shouldn't post it. <laughs> right. I see. But yeah, if it's something it, yeah. that just feels a bit more like, I don't know, casual or like not suitable for the kind of music that I'm likely to release then yeah I just shove it on Instagram and people seem to really like it yeah no they do it's so good they're so good to watch and they're kind of they seem really just sort of like in the moment as well which is so cool and I think that's I think that's what um that's kind of partly what I got out of the twitch streams actually that you guys did so for everyone listening um you should 100% go and check these out they're on YouTube and like people have like they're still going absolutely like viral they're amazing actually why don't you, why don't you just explain what what the kind of the idea behind them yeah behind sure them was, because they were so instrumental in I won't so try much. and take too much credit for them because it was definitely Guy's idea uh, right okay and he was the the kind of driving force behind it but uh I was kind of there for the ride and yeah no basically we were just you know um like everyone our careers got kind of put on hold because of covid um yeah and so we couldn't tour which is the main thing that we were doing at that point so guy was just i mean he's a real like born performer you know like yeah. i i'm much more at home in the studio um but he needs to perform like it's what he's born to do he's a drummer you know that's okay what yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he uh he just said you know i need to do something so he was going to do some uh i guess production tutorials was right. was the initial plan um and that is kind of what we ended up doing, you know, like we would, we would either just kind of jam and make a beat in half an hour on Twitch and then explain roughly how we're doing it as we go along and like share the screen. Um, but it ended up being something so much more than that, where there's a whole community of people, like we had a discord going, I mean, it's still yeah. good. Um, yeah. And people would send in, like we do remix competitions or uh, I would just come up with a random like 16 bars of chords and then ask everyone to remix that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we, we got this massive community of like really cool up and coming budding music producers and musicians and singers. And yeah, some of them like, 
you know, formed bands out of that. And uh, yeah. some of them actually got married. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, right. it was like a couple that met on there. Do you remember um, a guy called Lud Ludgrave? Yeah, rings a bell. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I was he, <laughs> I was like I. One of the things I do is I run like uh, part of the popular music course at Trinity Love, which is like a music college. Oh, cool. And I was doing this like lesson um, with a student. I was like, oh, you got to check out these disclosure streams and stuff. Oh, and they've just got loads of people that like um, submit songs. And he was like, oh yeah, I do that. I'm Ludgrave. And it was like, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> no way. Like, he was one of the people that was submitting it. And I've been like listening to all his stuff. It's like, it's so cool. How did you find like, um, one of the things I wanted to ask you was like, obviously that's quite an exposing thing for yeah, a yeah. band, like obviously Disclosure, which is so sort of high profile to sort of open the door on how they work. Like there would be stuff in those Twitch streams where you'd be working stuff out at the piano and then you'd be like, actually, no, I don't like that. And then you do something mm -hmm. else. And actually, you don't really see artists doing that. Yeah, at it's all. Like, so how how did you would, find uh, that? You'd want to get rid of it in the edit, or whatever. yeah, exactly. But like, cut that out. I don't want yeah, people to see yeah. I've gone wrong um, or whatever. Yeah, we kind of discussed that. You know, after the probably after the first uh, time that we did it, it was this conversation yeah. of like, you know, should we be hiding our techniques and stuff? Right. And we were like, nah, fuck that. Like, yeah, you know, maybe. A, actually, no, I can't even imagine a situation where we would want to to cover up those things because. You know what? We actually had a conversation with Flume once, um, right. the producer Flume, and uh, yeah. we were on tour together. This was probably like 12 years ago or something when n none of us were particularly successful. We were just all doing our first tours in Australia and stuff. And um, yeah. I mean, he was doing pretty well there, you know, so we were asking and we noticed like all of the young Australian musicians at that time were kind of mimicking his sound. Right. And I mean, a lot of people still are. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, I don't have anything against that, but the question was kind of like, are you annoyed about that? You know, like, does right. it piss you off that everyone's kind of doing what you're doing? Um, and he was like, no, nah, not really. Uh, he did. He definitely didn't put it in these words, but he said something to the effect of like, you know, they can't be me. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and I totally get what he means. And, you know, even if Flume taught you every plugin that he's using and every scale and every yeah. whatever, you're still not going to make Flume music as well as he does. No, of course. Um, and that was kind of our thinking, you know, it's like no one can make the music that me and Guy make because they're not us. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean that we can't share all the tools and techniques that we've learned, gathered, and and that that won't help people. Um, so we were like, fuck it, yeah. Because I wish I had that, you know, right. like when, when I was 15 and starting to make music, we were looking to people like, um, I don't know, uh, Joy Orbison, Fortet, um, like these big underground dance music producers yeah. and trying to mimic what they're doing but having no idea how to do it like burial and just like amazing producers that they're deep in the game and we were just basically fresh out of garage band and on like logic eight or whatever all that stuff yeah yeah and so we would have died for like one of them to do what we did on twitch um right. so we thought that'd be a cool thing to do oh man it's they were so they were just so insightful and i loved those b howards as well which didn't i didn't quite understand the the thing of that because surely it was being no, guy right? i know yeah it got so confused because it started off b howard it was like guy made a drum beat and other people yeah. to fill in the rest and then yeah. it reversed but the name stayed the same and stayed the same. no it was really really good i thought that they, they were so wicked and i think during like a time when everyone was at home and just needed like a community or something it was like 
you couldn't have just timed it any better basically yeah yeah man i mean guy especially like he gets recognized on the street now more from doing the twitch streams than from being in the band it's like it's really quite something because of youtube i guess i don't really know yeah it's it's really that thing of like an online community is um yeah it's mad it's like yeah that was my first experience of an online community actually i hadn't ever been part of one before and i was just like wow this is so cool you can find all these people from all over the world that just love yeah. the same stuff you know oh man it's really um, cool that you were in there i didn't know <laughs> yeah no it was good yeah 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 i should i didn't submit anything but i was like oh man i should i, I looking back at it i probably should have done but yeah we no, still was, occasionally do them i'd yeah. love it if you submitted something that would be yeah sick. i should do yeah it'd be good um <laughs> Cool. Well, I'd love to. I'd love to chat to you a bit about your journey, like particularly with keys, because, well, as I was kind of saying to you before we started recording, like mm-hmm. the whole vibe with this podcast is to find those people that maybe didn't come through what I would call like one of the kind of conventional routes to get into yeah. music. Like yeah. we were talking about, like there's the whole jazz thing, and there's so much out there for people that want to learn that stuff. There's so much out there if you want to go and learn classical music. But if you just want to sit down and play songs with really nice voicings and mm-hmm. and just make it sound good, that's quite hard to learn so do you remember when you first kind of started like doing that on keys yeah um it probably make more sense if i start from bass actually so yeah like, of course because you're, you're originally a bass player yeah. yeah um so i my dad when i was about six he gave me a bass um and was like i think you should be a bass player yeah. purely because he's a guitarist and a singer and guy's a drummer and so he was right. like, we need a bass player, you know, yeah, yeah. for the family band, um, which, you know, was only ever just jamming and having fun. But we're a very musical household. Like our mum was a professional um, keys player and singer. Oh, okay, nice. Well. Um, and, and so was he. Basically, like all of our great grandparents were opera singers and shit. So it's, it's oh, wow. Okay. The whole family of musicians, more or less. Um, and so my childhood, after I got given that bass, was essentially if I was at my dad's house, it was him like rocking out to like, classic rock and if i was at my mum's house she was still working um in like function bands basically like big function bands and so her job would be every week to she'd have to learn like three or four new pop songs that were in the charts currently yeah she'd get given like a cassette or like a cd and have to listen to it and learn the chords by ear oh wow um because no one had the music for it yet because it was new yeah 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 um and so constantly just throughout my childhood, it would be like the first 16 bars of a song, rewind, play again. And like, she just kind of pieced it together and eventually Amazing. she'd be playing like the chords with the right hand, the bass line with the left hand and singing. Um, oh, okay. So you were like taking all that in from like such. Yeah, know, I guess yeah. so. And just kind of watching the process. Yeah. Um, and that just became very normal. And so, you know, when my dad gave me a bass, it, it wasn't even... Like, it was just obvious what I was supposed to do. It was like, okay, find bass lines that you like yeah. and work them out. Um, and so I started doing that with like whatever uh, Jamiroquai and Stevie Wonder and Earth, Wind and Fire and just anything that I was into, really. Yeah. And then, yeah, when I, we, there was always a piano in the house. Um, and so if I heard like a really cool sequence of chords while I was playing bass, I'd be like, oh, actually, I'm going to work those out too. Yeah. Um, and naturally just kind of progressed into piano and then, by the time we started trying to make dance music, um, piano is just far more useful, you know, because everything's MIDI controlled. And so having at least some command of a keyboard makes you a lot more versatile. Yeah. So many people think, I think there's this thing that so many people think they need to know all of the scales, be able to play them like really fast in both hands. Yeah, I can't do any of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting though, isn't it? It's like people learn that in like their first piano lesson like yeah but yet you've got to the top of your game 
you know, like so high in music without necessarily being able to do any of that stuff. So I guess what is your kind of like response to that? You know, mm. um, well, I mean, there is a part of me that's jealous of the people that can do all that. You know, like when you see someone like, I mean, Jacob Collier is not really a fair example because he's just a musical yeah. beast in every aspect of the game. But like, even just, um, I don't know, looking at someone like Stevie, yeah, right, it's like even just Stevie, um, <laughs> <laughs> like Stevie Wonder. You know, he's he's not by any means the greatest pianist of all time, but he can do some pretty crazy stuff on the piano. Yeah, like pretty amazing shit that I yeah. can't even hope to do. And right, um, okay, but. To me, the most interesting part of what he does with the piano is just the harmony. It's the chords. You know, it's yeah. not like the scales he's doing over the top of it. It's just the chords happening under it all. Um, and so I think it's just about following, for me anyway, it's just about following my interest. And my interest has always been that. Um, it's, it's the harmony in relation to the bass and the vocal melody. Everything else is just kind of a blur mm. to me. Like what Guy does, Guy's like, my brother is one of the best music producers in the world. And yeah. I literally can't tell what he does sometimes. Like he'll, he'll tell me like he's done like three hours mixing a snare and it just sounds the same to me. It's like, it's just <laughs> breaking up the two and the four, man. That's what I got off those Twitch streams. I was like, uh, cause I think that's what you get what, watching something like that is I was really aware of just like how in the band you two like completely have your own departments. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it was so clear cut and you do kind of occasionally cross over a little bit. Um, and there was one point I think where Guy had done some chords or something, and you were like, "No, no, no, I want, the, I want to do it." You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> you know, like it's really, it was so interesting because so often in bands you kind of assume it's just kind of all kind of everyone goes in, you know, a little bit on the same stuff. But yeah, it's interesting. I think it often is that, um, and that's why you have so many bands that fall out all the time, right? Okay, there's this like power struggle. Um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, like you say, Guy has very little interest in harmony, and I have very little interest in production. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Um, starting out, we were way more mixed. Like yeah. when we made our first few EPs and stuff, we were like both really heavily involved in both sides. And over time, we just kind of realized, like, I mean, I realized anyway, I don't care about like sitting and programming a drum pattern because even if I do it, and I do, you know, I enjoy it, but even when I do, Guy just tears it apart and changes it all and makes it way better. Right. And okay, the same yeah. applies to him writing some chords. It's like, he could yeah. do it and it would be yeah. cool, but then yeah. I would tear it apart and make it something I liked more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, that's so good. It's so good you got that working relationship. I think that's, I think that's brilliant. Let's um, go back to what you were saying about like technique yeah. and stuff. So one of the, one of the things that's interesting as well is that I think when you're, when you're first starting out in music, the kind of, the temptation is to learn all about the theory. So can you name what that chord is? Can you can you kind of do all of this kind of stuff? Can you, you know, can you hear that that's an whatever extension or whatever? How are you with that stuff? And if, if I, th I think you've been really honest in the past and said that you, your, your like theory knowledge isn't like great. So mm. what I'm really interested in is how you kind of put together your parts and remember what they are uh -huh. without knowing that so how do you kind of how would you explain what a chord sequence is because so many people i've interviewed on the podcast just like you and they don't know necessarily what the names of these different chords are quite what they've done and to me that is just like that is so refreshing mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like it comes from a completely different place because it's coming from like your ears rather than from your brain yeah which is where music should come from so it's just it'd be so interesting to hear like how you think about these chords Sure. Yeah. I mean, it is fascinating. I, I find the subject fascinating because having done a lot of sessions with a lot of different musicians, you know, I've come across all the different kinds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The people who describe it as an A sharp 11. Yeah. 
and then other people who are like you know the a with the the thing the thing and in they it, just yeah. play you the note they mean <laughs> yeah. you're like right yeah like they both work you know yeah it doesn't um, matter what you call it no like, and yeah, like even sound. yeah and in some ways i think when you get too advanced like you know you get the like the nerds out of berkeley or royal academy and stuff and like they're amazing but they can only really talk like that to other nerds you know you that can't so true you can't yeah. it's not a really used language in the out of music world especially in like the pop music world no one says that um yeah and so you could come in and say some really crazy thing about the mixolydian scale but no one's gonna know what you're talking about it'd just be like yeah. sing me what you mean um yeah and so yeah i was raised in a house where we sang what we mean um uh, and i find it very useful like i did music a level um mm. and like i really tried hard in it and so i know like the i know the basics and um i did like you know i can i can vaguely read sheet music but I never do it. So like, I'm so rusty. And it's like a skill that you don't need basically. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's and just it, kind of like- You'd only be a, doing it to kind of like tick a box or something. Yeah. It'd you know, be like yeah. learning Latin. <laughs> yeah. No one yeah, speaks yeah. Latin, but it's still kind of cool. It's so um, true. It's so true. And actually, oh man, I have this all the time. It's like, you can really hear when someone is reading as well, when they're playing. Yeah. yeah. You can like hear it. It comes out in the music if someone's reading. Mm. I'm sorry, that, that's a huge generalization. <laughs> that's like a massive generalization. I know what you mean though. And like, you, know you can kind of like, see it. Yeah. I mean, obviously you can see it because they're looking at it, but um, it comes from a completely different place. Yeah. It comes from a different place. And from the, uh, the other thing, which again, I do find interesting, um, the remembering it part, uh, my memory is really bad for stuff like that. Um, however, I think that makes me, it kind of forced me growing up to have to get really good at working out how to play something. Cause what yeah. I'll do is I'll come up with an idea that I really like, even if it's quite complicated, I'll just record it on my phone. Yeah. Um, and then I'll probably forget it in like two weeks. Yeah. Then when I go back to the recording, I literally can't remember how to play it, but it will take me, you know, two minutes to work out how to play it. Yeah. It's like, like learning someone else's thing. thing. <laughs> yeah. Like you've passed out and you've like forgotten all about it. And then you come back and yeah. there's this thing that you created that you can't remember. That's so weird when that happens, isn't it? It's like, I played that, but I can't. Um, yeah. Can't I mean, very occasionally that actually is what happens, but like <laughs> usually, <laughs> usually it's just the memory part. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Yeah. That's so good. Um, I'm, I'm going to jump straight in because uh, we like a few people have submitted questions as well because I, oh, I cool. sent a little message out to some people saying I was doing this interview and I thought like I, I, I quite a, quite a lot come in so let's just jump in straight on one uh, that kind of feeds into where we are okay I've started writing a few songs but don't really like the chords I've chosen mm. they sound quite basic mm. I think I guess they probably mean like triads maybe or I don't know what can I do to make them more interesting? <laughs> That's like a massive question, isn't it? But it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it'd be great to hear what you think about that. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's such a subjective topic, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's all about taste, you know? Um, like, I, I would probably feel the same way, like, if I just did, like, a four-chord song with only triads in it. Yeah. Um, I'd probably be bored. Uh, yeah. And I know loads of people would be angry at that because there's so many brilliant songs written that way, and I agree. Mm. But for me, like, that's just not yeah. what my ear wants. So I guess, um, I mean, if, if they feel that way and they feel that their chords are boring, then uh, maybe my advice would probably be like, listen to the music you love more and work out what it is about those chords that you love and like work out all of those chords and then try putting more of them in your music. Yeah. That can't be a bad idea. No, absolutely. And what, and what do you mean work out? Do you mean like, 
sing them or do you mean like physically play exactly what they're playing on the recording what kind of thing um yeah i mean probably play probably play them um play them along with the recording yeah that's i mean i don't tend to play along with the recording but that's probably just because i'm quite practiced at it now and i can remember what i've heard and then i can just sit down and work it out by ear that way but yeah play along that would be that would definitely work to be honest like over the years i've developed quite a affinity with midi um, right yeah and like i sometimes i don't even use a keyboard i just draw in the notes on the midi which is kind of the same as writing it on a stave i guess you did that um, with latch right is that right yeah exactly I the latch chords are like gone it, it no one can quite work them out can they no they're very strange <laughs> chords um they're so cool though but that's that's almost what's so cool about it is the fact that they're not really like they're not like conventional chords yeah and and i don't i can't name any of the chords really um <laughs> yeah can, can you hear them when i play on that? yeah i can hear them yeah 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 just not great quality i guess yeah um, yeah I'll, try, I'll turn it up a bit and see if that helps uh That's yeah. that's essentially it, and then it's just the same again with uh, yeah. I don't know any of those. The first Did one's just a minor chord, but um, yeah, yeah. I can send you a video of my hands playing them if that helps. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, people love that. Um, yeah. Let's do one more question. So, do you have any go-to records of amazing key keys players? Are there any particular piano players who really influence you? I mean, you've already mentioned like Stevie and Jacob Collier and all these people, but any people you think like, oh, wow, that really changed my, my sort of mm. way I think about music. Mm. Okay, I've got to think carefully. I mean, Bill Evans is my favorite jazz pianist. Um, yeah. I know it's an obvious choice, but there's a reason it's obvious, Yeah, I think. Um, and then, I don't know, um, who else do I like? Art Tatum, I really like just like some sort of crazy piano acrobat. Um, I don't really understand how his hands were able to do any of the things that he did. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, no, not really, to be honest. Like it's, yeah. it's more about the chords people pick, like um, Steely Dan. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, Donald Fagan, he's, he's a good pianist, but he's not technically brilliant or anything. Yeah. He just picks the dopest chords. Yeah, um, 100%. Like that album Nightfly. Oh, like, yeah, yeah Maxine. The Maxine, chords in that. yeah. And again, that's because of the vocal harmonies for me. Um, yeah. But yeah. you can tell he wrote the chords on the piano and then wrote the vocal harmonies. I think the thing that really appeals to me about vocal harmonies, as opposed to like chords on a piano, is that the fact that on when you do vocal harmonies, all of the lines in the chords have to be singable. Yeah. yeah and yeah. if you can like sing those inner parts and they're singable, and by singable, I guess it means that they're easily sung without you having to do any kind of crazy like chromatic stuff. Yeah that means that it's just going to sing and it's just going to like flow from one chord to the next. And I, 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 you know, it's quite easy on a piano to play like loads of random chords where the, the voice, the inner voices like move from one like little yeah. part to another. But yeah. yeah what's your, been your experience with that? Um, well, yeah. One of the ways that I construct chords nowadays um, is I'll write them on the piano and then right. I'll, I'll take that into MIDI and start adjusting it. And I'll, okay. one of the main things I'm doing is looking to make the individual voices uh, sing, as you put it. Right, yeah. Um, and I guess that's for the same reason, you know, it's like it's so that I can then make them into vocal harmonies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like quite a cool thing that I've been doing very recently is like I'll write chords on the piano. Um, and like, you know, the thing you meant about like the inner voicings being a bit like crunchy or different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I really like that. Um, right. And so I'll like leave that for the piano or keys part. Um, 
and then I'll kind of extend out the voicings for the vocal harmonies to make it yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then there's two different parts. Because if you sing exactly what the piano plays, it sounds a bit like you've just got a vocal synth. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so it's good to like separate it and like maybe take, yeah, like take some of the notes out. Yeah, because I think because of how in tune pianos usually are, um, you can get away with those really crunchy voicings more than on most other instruments. Yeah. True. Like you can't really do those, the same inversions of those chords on the, on the guitar because they're never in tune. Yeah. Main qualm with, with the stupid guitars. So they're just always out of tune. <laughs> um like you know you yeah. tune them and then five minutes later one of them's gone again You're like, oh. yeah um, so yeah piano is good for that uh and it's probably why i got more and more into it as an instrument over years because it's like you know you're like allowed to use more notes at the same time without it sounding awful yeah 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 maybe a better way to rephrase that question then is rather than do you have any uh records of amazing keys players what are your go-to recordings for vocal harmonies and I, th- oh, actually, oh, you just yeah. did a post about this, didn't you? Actually, I saw that. I wasn't planning on that, but yeah. Probably. Yeah, what maybe was you the post? Can... <laughs> I can't remember. There was like some, you, you did like a story about like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah. yeah. With uh, a bunch of different vocal, like go-to amazing harmonies. It was like you know? backing vocals that I love. Yeah. Do you want to just um, shout out some the people go check them out? For sure. I mean, yeah, like you said, anything with Take Six on it is amazing. Yeah. What's your um, favorite Take Six? Like, do you have like a particular album? Yeah. I think their, their original album is just called Take Six. And that, yeah. That is my favorite of their albums. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did an album with um, a Brazilian artist called Elian Elias. Oh, yeah. And uh, they just did the backing vocals on it, as far as yeah. I know. Um, and they're like just the most excruciatingly expensive backing vocals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just unnecessarily brilliant, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Take Six, obviously, for backing vocals. You can't really do much better than that. But hmm, who else do I love? Um, I'd love to know how Take Six work yeah i've got a vague understanding of it oh do you really yeah 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 they, i know that there's there's one guy i think is i can't remember which one it is now i think his name's alvin um yeah and oh, he, he's the guy that does all the arrangements yeah he arranges it all and then i think he just sings each part in and sends it to the guys and they just rehearse their individual parts wow but imagine being like the guy who's singing the the middle parts yeah it's like do you it's have the nice. other parts around it to know yeah like oh wow. i think for I, me it would probably be more useful to just sing my part over and over over and again over <laughs> until you just know it no know matter it what's happening out. around you but i God, think the thing with that is like when you're recording in a studio and recording up backing vocals and all that kind of stuff you can kind of do it as many times as you want and you can kind of turn the other vocals down so you can yeah. get it and you've got all these little tricks to like you so yeah. you can do it but when you're you're the only one singing that part, it's exposed, and there's like five other parts yeah. being so that must be like so hard, insane. Um, so yeah, take six are, are incredible. I saw them live actually a few years oh, ago. Nice, unbelievable. Um, other than that, it's like a lot of old stuff. Um, Doobie Brothers, brilliant backing vocals and Doobie Brothers songs. Earth, Wind and Fire. Um, I can't think of like I, I want to say a modern one. Um, I'm struggling to think of like something as brilliant. Like obviously, yeah, like you said, Jacob, he he can do some ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Um, but like I don't know, in terms of for artistic reasons, like when backing vocals really make me feel moved. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a kind of a different question than like yeah. Jacob can do some stuff technically that is just so sick and I love mm. stuff, but I wouldn't say I've ever felt too moved by it, except for one tune that he did called um hideaway 
Oh yeah. That is really beautiful. That's that pretty beautiful. much everything he's done. Um he released that little blue recently as well. I don't know if you checked out that. That's very cool. It's like no. you should you should check it out. For me it's like a way of using like really simple it's like um it's basically like uh like literally using really simple chords but the harmonies are like really cool and it goes to a really interesting place in the bridge and i was like i i'm really into those things where people use really simple harmonies but make them sound really complex or not sorry that's that's not what i mean i don't mean complex but make them sound really full and rich and they're able yeah, to kind of rich like is probably the that's right. a better word i don't mean complex yeah. i mean rich you know yeah no i'm yeah. with you man yeah um yeah you know and that's been a weirdly like strong criticism of Jacob over the yeah. years, like that his music lacks feeling or soul yeah. or something, which I think is just bullshit. Yeah. Um, I think he has plenty of both of those things. It's just like, you know, everyone's different and Jacob's being mm. himself and yeah, he is that guy. Like his music sounds like exactly who he is. So uh, nothing but respect for Jacob, but um, you know, he's a really happy dude. Yeah. Uh, generally like whenever i've met him he's always been lovely and happy and just fun yeah. so his music reflects that whereas i think um donald fagan doesn't strike me as a happy cheery guy most <laughs> no, <of the> time. <laughs> so his harmony yeah. reflects that yeah 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 it's interesting with jacob actually as well isn't it because um i always i always wonder whether like he was like really influenced by the way you did things in disclosure because the way disclosure works you you, you featured different artists and it was like disclosure mm -hmm. with quabs or whoever sam smith whoever yeah like that seems to be very much the direction he's going and there aren't a huge amount of artists and bands that operate in that kind of way mm -hmm. you know where mm -hmm. like i i think that's really interesting would you remember the point where you were like actually this is the way we should go and this is like i, I want to just feature all these amazing artists and work with them yeah well, i don't think it was like one particular moment um but we wanted to do like something with the singer because yeah. we had the first time that we'd ever like made money from music was doing a remix of right, like okay some, i don't remember, I actually remember what it was now but yeah it was like really early when i was like 15 16 years old and we got paid yeah. like 100 quid for 200 quid for a remix and we're like oh my god we could actually make money out of this yeah it's not just for fun and like i think the remix became like it did so well for us um you know and then eventually we did another remix of jesse ware's song running yeah and that was like the first song we had really that got played on the radio yeah. um and so we were like oh right so you know dance music doesn't just have to be this like very underground experimental cool scene you can also do like pop and we grew up listening to that so we we're like right well i'd like to do that so um we're gonna need to sing or work with the singer <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I did a bit of singing on some of our stuff. Like F for You was the first song I sung on. Um, mm. And that did pretty well. But like, I've never really felt like a singer. You know, yeah. I'm more of a backing vocalist. Yeah. Um, and so like, I, although I do like singing, it's when I'm writing songs, I, I just automatically write them for someone who can do vocal acrobats. Um. And so then when we met someone like Sam Smith, it was like, oh yeah, that's, this is what it should be. You know, like we should mm. get in the room with someone who can sing the things that we are feeling yeah. and like tell them what to sing or, or write it with them. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I disagree. I think your voice, one of the things I love about your voice is that it's got like such a unique character to it as well. Like I oh. can really tell when you're singing and I think, um, cause in your last, your latest album, you're singing far more right on that. So was that like quite a moment where you're like, oh, I'm going to, was that, were you nervous about that or was it like, um, 
I just yeah. want to do it, you know. I guess I was a bit nervous about it, especially when it was like right when it was being released, but not while I was writing it. Um, okay. And it was, you know, generally speaking, we'd like really process the vocals to make it not sound like me. Um, they were like, it sounds like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the reason for that was just because that whole album was very personal and like it was yeah, specifically about me. And so I felt like I should sing that. Whereas yeah. songs in the past, like um, on on our first and second albums, generally speaking, they're not like personal. Um, musically they are, but lyrically they're just kind of concepts. You know, yeah. like we'd say like, wouldn't it be cool to write a song about and then just start writing? Um, Whereas, yeah, the last one, it was like, okay, I'm feeling this and I'm going to write it. Hi, it's Adam here. I just want to quickly interrupt the podcast to ask you a very small favour. If you're getting lots of value from these conversations and want to stay up to date with all our latest episodes, please do subscribe to The Keys Coach wherever you get your podcasts. This means that you can continue to hear these great conversations and you'll be notified each time a new episode comes out. And if you're feeling even more generous, please do consider leaving us a review. This helps others to discover the podcast and join this community. Thank you so much for your support. Hit that subscribe button. Let's get back to the conversation. I mean, I'd quite like to ask you about what you do. Yeah, yeah, sure. You can, you can do that as well. Yeah. So like, I mean, how long have you, one, how long have you actually been doing this, uh, this account, like this Instagram project? Not long, man. It's, um... I started in uh, December. Basically, I wanted to start a podcast. I wrote these like two books that are all like theory books. And I'm, I'm, I'm from the same kind of background that you are in the sense right. that I never understood any of this like theory stuff. Oh, okay. Over the course of my life, because, I've, because of the path I've taken, um, I've had to get this stuff together. Mm. And I'm on a little bit of like a quest to find out whether it's actually any use at all. Okay, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Brilliant. Not Do you know what I mean? I thought like, you were going to be like, yeah, but both my parents are professors of music. No, <laughs> no, no. So I played everything by ear. I failed my grade eight by two marks. Brilliant. I like um, absolutely bombed A level music, uh, did all these different things. And now, by sort of a complete kind of turnaround, I'm now like set up a course at a conservatoire. <laughs> like, oh, wow. All okay, these different cool. things. And I'm now teaching theory and musicianship. Yeah. But that's why I'm so interested in you because you're like, you've got like so high without knowing any of the stuff mm. that I've had to learn. Mm. So yeah, it's like, well, that, that's mean, kind of the idea behind this whole thing. Basically. Sure. That's a really you know? interesting experiment. Um, I love that it's ended up with you. Did you say you're at Trinity teaching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool, man. Yeah, and I've like set up this course. And I'm now employing teachers that are like, you know, experts and all this stuff. But I just think, I think people hide behind theory and I think people overcomplicate it to make mm -hmm. it see like they make it so complicated yeah and it can be so off-putting for people I think the whole jazz thing is really like you know it's like this sort of like secret world oh he, he really knows jazz you know it's like yeah, well, yeah jazz is just like one style of music and it I don't know like I'm massively generalizing here but that's kind of my whole and I just love people to uh, my whole thing with this is for people to be able to learn the piano and not kind of have these barriers yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, for me, every time I have conversations about theory, it always leads back to Jacob Collier. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that, I think, is because you do get a lot of um, people out there in jazz and in classical and just in academia in general who, like you say, they overcomplicate everything and they yeah. want to kind of define every single aspect of music it, yeah. in some really like difficult to understand way. 
And then you get Jacob, who not only can do all of those things as well as anyone, yeah. but he doesn't. You know, yeah. like he does it if you ask him to. Like, yeah. If you say, like, can you define what this is? Blah, blah, blah. But when I've, when we did a session with Jacob years ago and um, we, 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 like, we jammed out at this idea and we were like, right, should we record it? I was on the bass, Jacob was on keys, and Guy was drumming. And it was like pretty complicated harmony, but not like crazy, you know, like it was probably like seven chords or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But they were all like ninth chords of extension bullshit. Yeah. Cool but, um, I said to Jacob, you know, like, can, can you play the bass part? Cause like, you'll just, you will play it way better than I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so much better. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, man, but that's not what it's about. He's like, just yeah. play it. Cause it's, it needs to be you. And I was like, ah, oh, that's so sick that he like, he said that because he has the right to be this, like talk down to everyone, fucking know it all. And yeah, he just yeah, yeah. So isn't that guy. Like he really yeah. understands that it's about the feeling and not about how much, you know, hundred percent. And the thing that like has totally change this particularly doing this podcast is that i've realized that in those kind of circles of like where people really understand like all the nuts and bolts of everything and really go deep in on the theory i tend to find that those people don't talk about how music makes them feel mm -hmm. yeah yeah There's, there is like a, a definite distinction between the two kinds of people there yeah and like you talk to some people and it's like oh man how does that chord make you feel and mm. some people get it's like, how does that make you feel as opposed to like, oh man, what extensions are you putting on that? Is that like, you know, a sharp 11, is that a nine? Oh, and you, do you know you can also go to this, a really cool chord yeah. in this case. It's like, it's two completely different ways of looking at music. And if you look at, like, it's really interesting thing about my partner. My partner thinks about music in a completely different way. Right, like right. Moods, it's like, um, it's like, uh, spot, you know, the whole thing with Spotify playlist, it's like a chill. This makes me feel really chill. This makes uh, me feel yeah. really energized. It's, it's like music is much more about these kind of like words, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you, do you have that? Do you kind of think like, oh, I'm going to put on some like energetic music now? Uh, is it, do you ever have that kind of like, uh, for, for listening to music? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I do. Yeah. Like I wouldn't put on, there's some types of music you just don't put on while you're eating dinner yeah you know yeah. Like that just is i don't know yeah. how to define that but yeah no i think um generally speaking i i gravitate towards the people who don't uh define and think too much well especially when writing music yeah of course it is fun to analyze music don't get me wrong like when you watch someone do like a really theoretical breakdown like what you did i watched your one about the 1975 i really liked that oh yeah 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 um, that yeah. was cool and like it is useful as well um to to kind of expand your arsenal of chords especially mm. like because you then have more vocabulary to speak the language of music mm. yeah I guess that's a way of putting it um but like i've had sessions with people over the years where i've like said you know maybe that you've got three chords in a four chord pattern and i'm like suggesting fourth chords or yeah. something. how about this one and they're like um and i'm like i think this one feels good and they're like yeah, yeah. but really it should it and should be this yeah 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 and you're like, what do you mean it's like what do you mean it should yeah, yeah, yeah. i so i just did an interview with a guy called nate williams i don't know if you know nate williams he, he no. played used to play with jamiroquai and oh, he was awesome. like yeah. um and i was like oh i basically asked him that question i said what would you say if you're writing something with someone and they'd say oh like that um that chord isn't in the key so i don't think that really is going to work yeah. and he went i just say i literally don't care <laughs> Like yeah. I literally uh, yeah. like don't care. And it's like, first off, I just don't give a shit. And I think you're so right. It's like, that is a limp. That's a way that theory limits people. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, like, there are some things that they sound like wrong notes, let's say, you know, yeah. like um, I've, I've been guilty of doing them by accident loads. Like we have this song jaded 
oh god man it's like i'm so ashamed of this mistake that i made <laughs> but like also it's just a learning curve like the chords are like um this is a horrible piano sound i'm sorry just that kind of thing and that's yeah. just the four chords and i did like the melody um on that last chord i did this note uh sorry oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i was just like for some reason at the time that felt right yeah. and then in hindsight it does not <laughs> yeah there are uh, those moments though where you just hear something and it's like no actually that just does kind of work you know yeah it's yeah like, it, it was kind of a bluesy slide i was yeah, like trying to play yeah. it off like that but um you know i think as you get older your taste changes and same as with food yeah uh, you just have to like, trust your ears as well like if you hear a note and you think no that sounds good like don't worry if it doesn't fit exactly in that and like no one has ever come to me and been like yo you did a wrong note in that yeah, song exactly yeah, i'm yeah, the yeah. only person who ever talks about it <laughs> Man, that's so true. I think, yeah, I'm I'm on a bit of a, a bit of a quest for this. Really, it's like mm. so. It's kind of weird, like literally just having written two books about how to read music and learn all this theory, and then like just trying to tear it all apart and think, is it? Yeah, man. But that that shows that your heart's in the right place. I think. Yeah. Um, I'm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So yeah, that that with that, the guy. What was his name? Ben from Jamiroquai. Ben. Yeah, I know uh, Nate. Yeah, yeah, Nate, yeah. Sorry. Um. Yeah, Nate was like. What did you say his quote was? I, I just don't give a fuck. Yeah, was, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like that's, I think that's the way it go, man. Because like, yeah. if you're not willing to go beyond like the expected chords, yeah. you're, you're not creating, you're not doing your job as a musician, I don't think. Totally, totally, <laughs> totally, totally. You don't have to go beyond every time, but like to be willing to experiment, like that is composing. So yeah, yeah. You, what, what are you doing otherwise? Like. Same with melodies. Like I remember like, especially in pop sessions, right. um, like with real pop writers who specifically only want to write hits. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't really write with those people very much, but I have done. And like, you mm. learn a lot and it's very interesting to write with them. Um, and there's stuff going on, like there's like patterns. And I don't even think that they're necessarily aware that they're doing it. Yeah. But if you have a melody that's going like, da, 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 da then you know the next one is going to do something like da 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 this is like <laughs> yeah, they just yeah. there's just yeah. it's very predictable it's, like yeah, it's got its balancing formula. it out yeah. like this one's leaning that way so let's make yeah. that one lean that way yeah yeah it's almost like uh just putting a puzzle together mm. which is very satisfying and it's almost yeah. like it's like a different thing to what i feel mm. like i'm doing with music um, it's so true the, the other thing just to answer your your thing that you asked me about earlier is why i'm doing this is and it yeah, yeah. just feeds into exactly what you were just saying there is that i feel that sometimes people talk about chords uh without any context of melody mm. and the thing is you can have a really like interesting chord sequence but like yeah. such a bad melody that it doesn't make the chord sequence sing totally. yeah and that's and that and equally the other way around you can have like a really great melody but actually put simple chords underneath it that yeah. because the melody is so strong, it just like totally makes the chords sound really rich and full. And sure. that's kind of what I meant about Little Blue. And anyway, yeah. I got this song, um, Holding On, with Gregory Porter singing. And uh, we wrote that song around the piano uh, with Gregory and and my friend Jimmy Napes. And um, I we specifically set out to do this idea, which was we were going to write around the most basic chords we could write around. 
So they're all just triads pretty much. Um, and then we'd write the melodies over that because we find it so yeah. much easier to write melodies over simple chords, right? Everyone does because you're less constrained in what you can do and so many scales fit over them that you, you can kind of just sing anything over triads, yeah. right? Um, and then we take the vocal, get rid of all the chords and write new cool chords under yeah. it all. Because then you kind of def you conquer that idea of like, you know, you spend all your time doing the chords and then because they're so complicated, yeah. you have to write a shit melody over the top to make it um and that was really cool i don't know why we don't do that more um because it you know i, I ended up with yeah, not yeah, only yeah. with like chords that would have been really difficult to write anything over but you end up with a vocal melody that's like i don't know it's really just unique um because of the way it was positioned like in the key i don't again i don't have the vocabulary to describe what's yeah. going on there but you know that's kind of a, a cool piano experiment is to if you can play chords of your left hand and a melody of the right, yeah, right that way, and then just forget whatever you're doing with your left hand and start again. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. that's such a good place to um, to leave it. Howard, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I know everyone's going to love hearing this interview. <laughs> yeah, man, thank you so much. I mean, um, thanks for asking me on. I, again, I found your page a while ago, and I just think uh, what you're doing's awesome. And like the more kind of education that we can get out there uh in a non-condescending uh academic way the better you know just speaking yeah. to people like they're your mate in a studio yeah. talking about chords that's the way to go um so yeah good luck with what you're doing thanks cheers man thank you so much massive thanks to howard for coming on the podcast that was honestly one of my favorite episodes so far go check out those links in the description and you have to go and hear disclosure play live they're amazing thank you so much for listening we'll be back with another episode next thursday but until then remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and i'll see you in the next one cheers